Hey, what's up, everyone? I'm Matt Migaki, the vocalist of Cryptopsy and the host of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast, where I sit down with fellow metal musicians. We talk all about their lives and music while sharing killer craft beers. If you've ever wanted to sneak backstage and share a beer with one of your favorite musicians, well, Vox and Hops is the podcast for you. This week on the podcast, I had an amazing conversation with Morgan Lander and S.J. Jones about Kitty Pig. There is this episode and over 450 other ones to help you enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. So what are you waiting for? It's time to become a Vox and Hops head. Cheers! Welcome to the Punk Rock and Beer Podcast. Really quickly, before we get into this episode, I wanted to mention my Patreon. Patrons get all the podcasts a week early. I do giveaways. I do some other stuff. But most importantly, if you want me to review your music or artwork or anything else, Patreon is the way to do that. Every month, I do a call for submissions. All you need to do if you want me to review something is just post it in the comments of that post. Then I will review it live on Twitch for the hundreds of people that tune into every stream and post it on Patreon for everyone to check out. All you need to do is just join at the $10 and up level. Stay tuned for that post and you are good to go. So if that sounds cool to you and you want me to review your music, artwork, or anything else, hit the link in the show notes for this episode. And thank you very much to everyone who supports over on Patreon. This is a video from Inked called When Did Tattoos Stop Being Cool? I gotta say, I haven't watched this yet, but I'm intrigued by the title because I feel like at this point, as somebody who has, you know, I would say a, a pretty fair amount of tattoos, you know, I got them all over here and there and here, you know, I got a pretty fair amount of tattoos and I got some on my legs too. I feel like tattoos have like come full circle now and it's almost more rebellious now to not have a tattoo than a tattoo, right? I feel like that's where we're at now. And so they're asking an important question here. When did tattoos stop being cool? Let's find out their answer. Let's see. When did tattooing stop being cool? That's a very loaded question. It is. When did it stop mm. being cool? When I started. <laughs> See, that's how I feel. Remember how it used to be cool to do YouTube? I feel the same way. Like all the little kids wanted to be YouTubers years ago. They don't say that anymore. You know why? Because I'm a YouTuber. And they said, well, I don't want to be like that guy. It stopped being cool. Same thing with tattoos, I assume. <laughs> Let's see what they have to say. Tattoo artists react. When did tattooing stop being cool? Mm. Oh. oh. As soon as I wasn't scary anymore, it stopped being cool. Tattooing stopped being cool when people, all people wanted was the stupid lion clock. What is, what is the lion clock? I want to she said when people wanted the lion clock rose tattoo. I don't know about the lion clock rose tattoo. Oh, this is a thing apparently. Why? This is a thing? The lion clock rose tattoo. Why? What What do these things have to do with each other? Why do lions, clocks, and roses... I don't understand. What do these things have to do with each other? News to me. I've never heard about it, but it apparently is a thing. I see, like, all the dainty, like, watercolor stuff. And I'm talking hell about people's tattoos. <laughs> okay, watercolor. That one's super hard to answer because I'm, I'm just going to go with the memes. Like, as soon as people started getting, like, Patrick, like... <laughs> and stuff like that. I think yeah. it just like okay, fair. The for everyone. I think it was like nothing's off the table anymore. Like we're just going to be tattooing 
whatever the f at any point and we have no jurisdiction over that like it's just gonna happen it is interesting to me he's talking about like meme tattoos it's interesting to me how at some point like ironic tattoos became a thing like when i was a kid back in the 90s we would joke about getting an ironic tattoo but the idea of getting a, an ironic tattoo was so insane back in the day but now it's like everyone has them you know this is like a whole genre of tattoos now is you know deliberately bad tattoos or stuff like this things i hate one tattoos two irony lists or this guy you know who's uh unfortunately lost his hair getting a tattoo of a lawnmower i mean like the idea of like joke tattoos kind of agree kind of weird kind of played out kind of cringe ink master probably made tattoos 10 percent less cool i would say a lot more than 10 percent <laughs> i would go with like 60 percent less cool. celebrities started like getting more and more prevalent in this culture as soon as people right. were like you look cool i'm like oh my god it's over it used to be no one would say anything to you they well nobody told this guy he looked cool that's for sure i'm more offended by his like flip up fake hipster glasses than i am by his face tattoos no one would say anything to you they would like grab their kid and walk across the street and then now dad post malone's looking rough bump you and <laughs> Face tats, I love your tats. And then people are like, oh, I love your tats. And I'm like, do you? You look at it all the rap. I love your tats. You like hearing that when someone says, love your ink, man. Love your tats. I want to tell people that. Like, tell tell my friends, love your tats, bro. They just cover themselves. There's probably like two rappers who have good tattoos. You get tattoos to just get tattooed, and it's not about the art. They're not good tattoos. So I would say that. Now it just seems like it's true. most people want to get a replication of something they found on the internet somewhere on someone else. Specifically so, actually, like, you see a celebrity with a specific type of tattoo. You can already tell there's going to be like next like two weeks of clients just coming for that same one, you know? I'm not here to gatekeep anyone else's tattoos, whatever, because I have I have shitty tattoos. But I do think it's kind of strange to get the exact same tattoo as like a celebrity has. Like, oh, yeah, that tattoo that fucking Anthony Kiedis has, like, give me one of those right here. It's kind of weird. I started getting like hand and neck tattoos that have no tattoos. When I started getting tattooed, the only people, like the badasses- This is true. Had their hand. This is true. And their neck done, but they were sleeved out. Yeah. That was a bad mother But like, you know, you have this kid that listens to Billy Eliash and they Billy, get their- Billy Eliash? These kids that listen to Billy Eliash. Who the hell is Justin Beaver? It's true. Uh, I mean, I don't give a shit. People can get tattooed however they want. I don't care. But it was interesting. I started seeing this around like the Tumblr era when like these people like Scott Sparks or wanted to be like Scott Sparks. And it used to be that, you know, you would get tattooed like basically, you know, from the torso out, you know, that your neck and hands were like the last thing you would get. But now, you know, I started seeing around like the Tumblr era, you know, people would start with the hands or the neck. Yeah. Says the guy with a whole tribal sleeve. Good point. Good point. Their neck done. That's their first one. And then all of a sudden, like, oh, I'm hip. I'm a badass. Like, no, you're not. I blame it on Google. It's all Google's fault. It's all Safari's fault. Because if you go and look up any tattoos, like the worst tattoos are always the first ones that like pop up on oh, Google. Oh, who cares? And that's, like, what I people mean, grab. Who I feel cares? like the creativity is not really there. 
Like, I feel like a lot of people's ideas of getting a tattoo is going on the internet. There's nothing wrong with that, by the way. But oh, there's nothing wrong with that. But let me tell you why there's everything wrong with it. Going on the internet and getting a reference of someone else's tattoo and being like, this is exactly what I wanted. This exact thing that somebody else did, I wanted on my arm, but slightly different. And I'm like, that's cool. Yeah, but like, that's how people always found tattoo references. You know, it'd be like, Oh, here's something from a comic book or like they'd pick Flash off the wall or something like that. I agree. This is how metal people talk about music. I guess my thought is like, uh, I don't know. And I know tattoo people are going to hate me for this, but a tattooer to me is like a chef. Like you go to the restaurant and I want the chef to cook what I order. I don't really care about whether you like the food or not. Like I ordered the burger, you know, well done. I don't really give a shit whether the chef likes it or not. I just want you to, like, follow my orders. You know, yeah, cook it on my skin. Exactly. So, I don't know. I feel like it's kind of a weird vibe from, like, tattooers that, like, get really kind of gatekeepy about the tattoos that people get. It's like, well, it's not really your job to just to tell other people what tattoos to get. Your job is just to do the tattoo that they want you know what i mean but like why don't we talk about the reasons why you're getting that tattoo why don't we talk about the imagery and what that represents for you and then come up with something completely different like that would be sick so for me i think that that's the or only just let them get what they part, want who cares there's such an abundance of tattoos and amazing tattoo artists to, to pick from and so people are like oh this sick tat i want it and i'm like yo but sick tat could be sicker let's do sicker so that's the but only thing. I don't want sicker. I want the thing that I want. Like I, I said, I want the lion clock rose tattoo. Give me the fucking lion clock rose. I didn't ask for your opinion on it. Just give me the goddamn lion clock rose. I want exactly the same tattoos as Jake Paul. Head to toe. Just, I came in here today without a single tattoo on my body. I want to leave today looking exactly like Jake Paul. Damn it, I want to look like Moby. I came in here today without a single mark on my skin. I want to leave today looking just like this man with animal rights in Sharpie on my arm. Oh, those are tattoos? Oh, I was really hoping it was Sharpie. I think elements of tattooing can jump the shark, but I don't think the industry as a whole has jumped the shark, right? Tattooing is just a medium in the same way that painting or photography is a medium. I'll tell you my personal thing, right? Okay. Um, I remember I used to follow uh, Nico uh, because I was like super impressed by the realism, obviously, yeah. right? And it's not even this. I don't know shit about tattoos, even though I have a lot of tattoos. Uh, this realist stuff is super impressive, technically. Maybe not necessarily the most creative stuff in the world, but incredibly impressive on a technical level. Hey, you. Do you have any plans this year? <laughs> How's that going? Did you get 2020? Well, welcome to a brand new podcast called 2020, where myself, Benny Goodman, and my good friends, Corey Pazin and Siobhan Cronin from the band Lost Symphony, also got 2020. And since the world ended this year, we decided why not just check in with some of our friends in the music industry and see how everyone's doing. We're going to get a candid look at life on and off the stage, as well as the mindset of some of the most successful people in the entertainment industry. New episodes drop every Sunday and Wednesday at 9 p.m. Eastern. And you can listen at 2 020-D.com, SoundTalentMedia.com, or on your favorite podcast app. This is Krista Makes, guitarist and vocalist for Less Than Jake, and host of Krista Makes a Podcast, a songwriting podcast where every week I'm joined by an amazing guest to break down the writing, recording, and release of one iconic song from their career. In our giant evergreen back catalog of episodes, we've had rock legends such as Dee Snyder and Huey Lewis, 
punk rock favorites like Mark Hoppus, Fat Mike, and Brett Gurwitz. And up-and-coming artists of today, such as Liz Stokes of The Beths and Genesis Owusu. We've had guests from all genres and styles of music. And I guarantee that if you peruse our back catalog, you'll see several episodes that'll make you say, Man, I gotta hear that. Whether you're a fan of music or a creator of music yourself, you'll take away a whole new appreciation for the songs you know and love. Chris Makes a Podcast is available for free on all the places you could possibly listen to podcasts. And new episodes come out every Monday. But first, I want to thank DistroKid for sponsoring this episode of the podcast. If you're not familiar, DistroKid is a digital music distribution service that musicians use to put their music into online stores and streaming services. So in plain language, if you have ever wondered how to get your music on iTunes, Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube Music, Amazon, Deezer, Tidal, and many, many more, there's like dozens and dozens of different streaming services. DistroKid is the way to do it. It is super easy. I have used it to put my music on Spotify. It took me maybe five minutes to like set it up and upload everything. It's legitimately awesome. I am sincerely a fan of this company and their product. And for those of you who have asked, you can also upload your music to TikTok with DistroKid. And if you want a chance to get featured on DistroKid's Spotify playlists, You can do that by submitting a song through Spotlight and getting your fans to vote for you. You can also use Hyperfollow to get more Spotify followers. You can promote your new release as well as Spotify Canvas. That's where there's the video in the background in the player. And when you share it on Instagram, it shares that video too to make your Spotify release pop. And Spotify Canvas is available to all DistroKid artists. Like I said, as you can probably tell from this, like I am sincerely a fan of DistroKid. DistroKid can do everything I just talked about and so much more. So be sure to sign up with my link, which is in the show notes for this episode, to get 7% off your first year. That link is in the show notes of this episode or go to distrokid.com slash VIP slash the punk rock NBA. And thanks again to DistroKid for sponsoring this episode. Realism, obviously, right? And it's not even necessarily my thing, but it's technically wizard status. It's really good. But then he did some Kobe portrait like years ago, and I had like zoomed into it, and like he had gone to do the holes in the mesh of the jersey and every bead of sweat. And I was like, I don't fucking care about realism anymore. It was the, <laughs> yeah. that was the instant. And I was just like, nobody needs holes in the jerseys. Like this is just like flexing your technical skills, which is fine and it's impressive. It's not. I mean, it's kind of the equivalent of like shred guitar. You know, it's like, wow, you sure can play a lot of notes, but I don't want to listen to the song. Coming oversaturated, but there is this this big shift that's happened. I mean, I've been tattooing 22 years ish. So like even from when I started, there has been this big shift. Yeah. Oh, my God. Every tattoo nerd. But how's it going to heal? It's going to look like shit when you're 60. Who cares? All tattoos are going to look like shit when you get old. I don't give a fuck. I have tattoos now that are like 25 years old. They look like shit. I don't care. Just be people who got into the tattoo art. Sometimes they were artists, but now it's this massive fine art thing. All these people who uh, go study actual art. That's right. Heal these nuts, bitch. It's it's just everything has changed. The mentality, like everything was a lot harder, more secretive, where everything is now um, 
um, you know, put on by a fine artist, and it and, and and prices have you know more than quadrupled easily. You know what I mean? Uh, something that used to cost 200 back in the day is now costing 4,000. So it's just uh, okay. I don't know if it's quite jumped the shark yet or if it's going to, but I'm just very curious in the future because everything is changing exponentially and very fast. So uh, I mean, I, I would have to think that social media probably it. is like a huge factor in all of this, right? Because I mean, unless you like read tattoo magazines back in the day, there really wasn't a way to see a large amount of tattoos. And now because of Pinterest and Instagram, you can see all the tattoos you want. And I have to think that that just creates a lot more interest and awareness for all this stuff. Oh, it's still cool. What do you mean? It's cooler now. Never. See? It's always cool. I, I like this. I don't know who this person is. Tiffany Tattoos, but I like her. She's bringing some much needed positivity here. I was getting a little bit bummed by the gatekeeping, but she says, what are you talking about? Tattooing is still cool. I like you, Tiffany. I like you. Still cool. What do you mean? It's cooler now. Never. It's always cool. I don't believe I've ever had that feeling before. I feel like when I first started years ago, it was not like this. <laughs> These look like those annoying shitheads to ever walk. <laughs> oh my god. I've been tattooed by a pretty fair amount of people. Um, are all tattooers this fucking annoying? I gotta say, like, this makes me not want to be friends with anybody who does tattoos. I'd rather hang out with metal fans than these people. Let's put it that way. You know, it's bad when I'm like, Jesus Christ, these people are so negative and gatekeepy. I want to go hang out with some metalheads to get some positivity in my life. How it's like, if you have a tattoo, you're just a cool person. I, I love tattooing and, and where it's going and, and everything. I like I mean, it. It's, Good for it's, you. Every day it's evolving. I mean, every day it's getting better. Every day there's another artist just coming out of the woodworks with amazing work. Even if you yeah. Again, I'm no expert on tattoos by any means. But uh, man, the level of technical ability in tattooing is fucking insane to me compared to when I first started getting tattooed in the 90s. The stuff people are doing now is ridiculous. And I'm not like a tattoo nerd or whatever. Like, I don't know anything about it. But I mean, as somebody who, uh, you know, I did go to art school. I was a graphic designer for many years. As someone who just appreciates visual art, I respect it. It is still cool. I think it's much better now. Like... Why gatekeep art in any way? Yeah, exactly. So much. Let people get whatever tattoo they want. Everybody's just so accepting, and they love seeing what people do to like customize yeah. themselves. Everyone with the with the different styles. I mean, I remember some years ago, like dot work wasn't a thing, black work oh, wasn't cool. a thing. You know, it's just like realism, color realism, traditional, neo traditional, and that was it. I, I don't know all the names of the styles. Like I. If it's imagine, like for many years, it will be stagnant. It is still the same. It's still tied to some like a subculture or something. Yeah, it seems like the Gen Z tattooists are not gatekeeping, but the older ones seem like they are. It's true. It's true. As a member of Gen X, I knew this day would come that we would become the cynical, uptight gatekeepers telling the kids that everything they were doing is wrong. We knew it had to happen eventually. I think it's boring. I love always the evolution. So for me, it's perfect. I want to say, honestly, a lot of people are of the opinion that reality tattoo shows, the originals or whatever, um, really hurt tattoo, but I want to say that it also got a lot of industry um, visibility. Absolutely. So she's saying that a lot of people say that the uh, what was the one? Um, what was the original one with Kat Von D? L.A. Inc. Yeah, that's right. She's saying that a lot of people would blame shows like L.A. Inc. and Ink Master and stuff like that for like ruining tattoos. But, um, you know, as she says, like I, I can say for sure 
that was like the turning point when way, way, way more people started getting tattooed. Like back in the 90s, it was very uncommon to find people with like full sleeves. And now you see it all the time. And, you know, it's the same thing with like metal people who want metal to be more popular, but then they get mad when metal gets more popular. I feel like with tattooing, it's the same thing. It's like you're a tattooer. Shouldn't you want tattooing to be more popular? This is your job. Shouldn't you want more demand for your work? I don't understand why people would be upset about these shows. So more people in like the general public or whatever came around to the idea that maybe they would be something or maybe they would be interested in it as something yeah. they want. So I think it actually in turn helped it. I like it actually. I feel like everybody okay. um, progressed unbelievably or they didn't and they hated it and they're stuck. But that's yep. really not- Post Malone speaking like, the truth again. Your own fault. If you like hate change and progress yeah this is true thanks to ink master i can get a job and still have two sleeves exactly like nobody cares now i mean maybe if you work at a bank or in some conservative place i don't know but like at least anywhere that i've ever lived nobody cares if you have sleeves or like i don't even think now like i don't even think people care about neck tattoos and i think a large part of that is because of those reality shows normalizing it and are stuck then I guess we'll see you later, <laughs> you know? Everybody's so fucking good out there these days that like it's constantly pushing everybody yep. to get better and constantly like upping the game. That's Again, the way you should you look at it. Your body is on you. It don't change the way I sleep at night. So if it helps you, do your thing. Exactly. Yeah. Who gives a shit? I want to get lion clock rose tattoos on both arms, on both sides of my head, both sides of my chest, on my thighs, on my shins. I want... A lion clock rose bodysuit. That's what I want. With MGK's portrait in the middle of my chest. I hope so. It has to be. We're all gonna like look really dumb. Dumb later on. Of course we will. That's my job. That's my job. Every generation of tattooers, they had their era where it was, you know, super cool and then the next yep. thing wasn't so like say yep. when tattooing was illegal in new york that was like you know you had to know somebody to get tattooed or whatever that's right and then becoming legal was way more is way easier i forgot that tattooing was illegal in new york for a long time after inked master and stuff like that it's more accessible to the masses to appreciate mm -hmm. the art so for us maybe that our generation is before this newer one getting tattooed it might be uncool but for them it's just another way to express themselves that uh for the you know cool for them gross for us and even worse for our parents so <laughs> You know, so. I mean, this is the same with any kind of art is whatever is like cool and trendy now is going to look dated as fuck in 10 years. And there's just no way around that. It just is what it is. Like if you get your kitchen remodeled tomorrow in 20 years, your kitchen's going to look dated. Whatever tattoos that you get now are going to look dated in 10 or 15 years. That's just the way it is. Just don't worry about it. Accept it. Embrace it's the cringe. It's a matter of perspective. So it's like being beautiful or not what is beautiful it's a concept that we have in our brains but nobody can tell us tell us like what is beautiful or what is not beautiful what is cool and what is not cool depends on you and your circle and i don't know what you do with your friends and what your friends and you think it's cool so maybe what is cool for me is not cool for you i'm not complaining you know there was a time where i was like 
tattooing's over, man. The dishes are done. It's not. <laughs> it's it's different, and it's it's more. I guess it's more of a business, but it's also what's like in your heart. Like whenever I'm tattooing with my friends, and and it's the it's the camaraderie. It's so it's funny. He said like there was a time in my life where it said tattooing was over, and I'm not like making fun of this guy, but it, you hear this so often with any kind of subculture. You know, I grew up being into like skateboarding and graffiti, and people would say, oh, skateboarding's dead now in 1992 or 1999 or whatever. And then oh, graffiti is dead. And then they said punk is dead and hardcore is dead. Well, nothing is dead. You just stopped paying attention to it. You know, especially with things like tattooing and skateboarding have only gotten bigger and bigger and bigger. They didn't die. You just stopped paying attention to them. In reality, they're bigger than ever. It's just not part of your life anymore. You know what I mean? And again, I'm not like making fun of this guy because I think he's saying he doesn't feel that way anymore. But you just you just hear that so often. That's really what tattooing is. It's not about like, oh, I'm at the bar and I have the coolest tattoos. It's it's sharing stories with clients and experiences, you know, and memories. That's what sharing that's what stories with my clients. I'll tell you what, I'm about to get a uh, throat tattoo here in a couple weeks. And uh, I'm pretty sure that the artist is going to be just fine with the fact that I can't talk to him while he's tattooing me because I feel like the worst part of the job would be uh, talking to the clients. <laughs> like, just shut up and get tattooed. I don't want to talk. Okay, well, there it is, people. The answer to the question, when did tattoos stop being cool? And the answer is when I got one. That is the day that they stopped being cool. There it is. I killed them. That's what happened. I killed them. So there it is. Shout out to the fine people at Inked Magazine. All right, my friends, that does it for this episode of the podcast. If you made it this far, thank you. Thank you for listening. We sincerely appreciate each and every one of you. If you want to help the show, there's a couple things that you can do. First of all, share it on social media. If you share it, tag us, tag Finn McKenty, that's me, and tag Deanna Chapman, that's a producer. Second thing you can do, if you really, really, really love us and really want to support us, you can support us on Patreon. There's a link to that in the show notes. You can leave a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever else you're listening to this, or you can do none of that. And you can just sit at home, think about how awesome this podcast is. That works too. Again, thank you very much to each and every one of you for listening. We sincerely appreciate it, and we'll see you next time. The number you have reached is 100.7 WMMS. It wasn't just a radio station, it was a lifestyle. Cleveland is, is a rock and roll city for sure. Yeah! Yeah! Down! The Wrath of the Buzzer. WMMS. Cleveland. The rise and fall of one of the most iconic radio stations in America. Profiles. The Wrath of the Buzzard. P-R-O-H Files. Subscribe now wherever you get podcasts. Hey there, I am Johnny Christ from Avenged Sevenfold, and I've got a podcast called Drinks with Johnny you're going to want to check out. I sit down with a bunch of different people from all different walks of life, from professional wrestlers to actors, comedians, fighters, musicians, everything in between. I'm just looking to make some friends and have a good time doing it. So if that sounds like something you're into, go check out Drinks with Johnny, streaming everywhere now.